This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We texted Joe Thomas yesterday. Folks, we did our part. He's now a coach. He's in Germany. He's eating schnitzel. That's about the most I know. We'll see if we can get him back. I, You want me to tell him what I said? Yeah, go I ahead. said, Joe, you've had your fun. It's time to pack your bleep and come back. Let's go. Didn't he just get there? Yeah, I don't care. You've had your fun. Like uh, Meadow Soprano wanting to go to Europe. Joe actually went, and uh, now it's time for him to come back. You had your rumspringa, and now it's time to come back to Cleveland and uh, fulfill the role that you're needed in. I don't care about anything else. It's time to do it. Daryl Ryder joins us. Brought to you by Shabin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. He's filling his role right now as he talks to us about the Cleveland Browns. Hello, Daryl! Joe didn't want to do radio. What makes you think he wants to come back and coach here? What are you trying to say, Daryl? <laughs> I'm just saying. Get his he's hands got, on, get really in on got, this. What are you talking about? Get it other, going. He's got other priorities. Okay, Daryl, well then, who would you replace uh, Mike Bill Munchak? with? Um, I, I, I got to think that Scott Peters, who's been the assistant O-line coach, would be in consideration for a promotion. I mean, he's he's been next to Bill for the last four years here, so... Um, this is a pretty significant loss. Let's let's not sell this thing short. Um, uh, Bill Callahan really turned the Browns' offensive line into, quite frankly, one of the best units in the National Football League. And and even with some of the shuffling that was the result of injury over the last four years, you didn't see all that of a, a dramatic um, drop off. And it just to put his impact in perspective. Look at how far Dewan Jones came last year from when he arrived in May after the NFL draft going into the season and uh, when he replaced Jack Conklin. I, I mean, it was night and day. Um, so um, this is a pretty significant loss for the Cleveland Browns because Bill Callahan's one of the best, if not the best, offensive line coach in the business all right with that said then and we were just going over the the role he had in Cleveland um obviously the influence he had over the running game and the fact that they were able to you know go through so many offensive linemen through the years and they never seemed to miss that much of a beat is there any wonder why the Browns allowed this to happen if he was under contract well I mean look if you don't want to keep someone that's got their heart somewhere else. 
that I be you know that's a, that's a component of it. Um, you know, if you love a, someone, set them free. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and you know, this is a, a once in a lifetime opportunity. His you know son gets this gig, and he gets an opportunity to to work for his son. You, you know what I'm saying? So uh, the the Browns were under no obligation to do it, but you know, uh, I think that this was a uh, a gentlemanly move is the way I'll put it uh, he, by the Browns. You can't hold him hostage for crying out loud again. He's yeah. a 67-year-old man. And, and when you think about it, like at first I was like, wow, they're actually going to be able to hold on to Bill Callahan. But the more you well, think and about that, it. Well, that's what I was told a, a week ago. Yeah. That, you know, they were very confident that, uh, you know, Bill was actually going to stay in Cleveland and the organization wasn't nearly as concerned with his departure as, you know, we had been talking about since Brian Callahan w- was hired. Uh, as head coach by so the what Titans. Changed? And, what, what do you think I, changed? I think things changed. It's just the way the business goes. I have a theory. Yeah. Throw it out there. Uh, I like I, it when you have theories. I think that his son was excited that he got the job, and then when you really get in there and you look at what you're going to need to do, you're going to yeah. need all the smart people around you because they're going to go through some serious changes here yeah. over the next couple of years, and you need smart people around you that are going to be able to help out, and the game is one at the line of scrimmage, and you need one of the best, and one of the best happens to be your father, who yep. also has experience being a high-level NFL head coach. That's a pretty good theory, Ken. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably what it is, and dads that's- are always going to try to help their sons. Yeah, it's that's not going to be an easy rebuild down there in Tennessee. Nope. Um, I'm still stunned that the Titans got rid of uh, Mike Rabel, but uh, they did, and uh, they don't have a franchise quarterback, and they're not a whole lot on those rosters, so uh, that that's going to be an uphill climb there uh, down in Nashville. But um, yeah, you, you're right. I mean. Uh, th- there's going to be a lot of patience required down there, and 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 one of the, one of the key components when you go through uh, a rebuild like that is you you want to begin the process of fortifying uh, the trenches on both sides of the ball because if you're going to compete in the National Football League, that's ultimately where it begins. And so um, you know Brian bringing his dad down there to uh, to, to to work in that uh, same capacity that he was. Uh, up here in Cleveland, look, the, the results speak for themselves everywhere. Uh, Bill Callahan has been, um, but you, you look up here in Cleveland. I mean, uh, the entire interior offensive line of the Cleveland Browns got recognized. I mean, and, and even uh, Dewan Jones. Dewan Jones made the, the the Pro Football Writers All Rookie Team. Ethan Posick was a, a Pro Bowl alternate. Uh, Joel Batonio. Um, voted to the Pro Bowl, and then uh, Wyatt Teller uh, a- as well. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it just uh, it, it, it's really hard to just sit here and describe the impact that Bill had, not just on the field, but off the field as well. Uh, his players loved uh, playing for him as well. Um, he coached them hard, but he, he was like a father figure to uh, to his players too. One more on the offensive line. Has it changed your? Has it changed your ideas of what the future is for Jedrick Wills now? Um, if not, no big deal. I just have. Yeah, to ask. I I don't know. I mean, I, I think that, I think that, Jed has actually gotten better. Um, you know, he's where he struggles. It's with the consistency in being a complete player, right? Um, I think I've said this before with you, Ken. 
to me, Jed is an 80-20 player. 80% of the time, he's really good. The issue is that 20% of the time where he has a mental lapse or, you know, gets beat or whatever. Um, and if he eliminates those, if he's able to minimize and eliminate those, he can be a really good player. And we have seen that. And the organization uh, has, I, I think, been a lot higher on Jedrick Wills than maybe us or fans have been. Um, the organization has been fairly pleased with his growth and development uh, since he was drafted. Um, but now, like, you get into a situation where you're going to be making around $15 million a year, which he will uh, this year with the uh, that fifth-year option in his contract uh, being picked up from that rookie deal, um, your, your expectations, I, I think it's natural that your expectation – uh, for the level of play, increases as well. But I think Bill Callahan did a really good job with Jed as well. But, yeah, I, I it, it's hard for me to sit here and say where I think Jed's ceiling is. I, I think that there's more that they can get out of him. Uh, and I think that Bill did all he could to get the most out of Jed. Daryl Ryder, our Browns beat reporter with us right now, talking Browns. Um, is there, right now, when you consider what has gone on in this offseason – for the Browns, are you surprised that the play calling is something that is in doubt right now as of February 2nd? Yeah, a little. Because, I I mean, I, I'm, I don't – I'm sorry. I just don't share the concern everybody else has about Kevin Stefanski still calling plays. It doesn't bother me. So, because, um, again, for the millionth time, I think Kevin's done a hell of a job calling plays. I don't think it's an issue, but apparently it is. So – um, you know, I, I don't think it's now if Kevin decides that that's something he wants to give up, right? Because I mean, he certainly earned that right. If he's just sick and tired of doing it. Um, I, I remember Stefanski was on the station last January and he did talk about that it, you know, Hey, it, it's pretty exhausting calling plays for four quarters. Um, you, you pretty much leave the stadium spent and there's not a lot of time to think and react. And if he really does, want to be, uh, you know, step into the role of, of just being a head coach and the game administrator and, and things like that, well, he's earned that right. But if he wants to keep calling plays, he's also earned that right because he's really good at it. So, um, yeah, I, and we'll, uh, I'm guessing at some point next week we'll get to talk to, to Ken Dorsey, and I'm sure there will be at least 50 questions asked about if Ken's going to be calling the plays or if it's going to be Kevin, and I'm sure Ken's going to say, well, we're still discussing that, and that'll be Kevin's decision. He is the head coach here, and I'll do whatever Kevin asks me to do. So prepare prepare yourselves. Brace for impact. That's the answer you're going to get. All right. With all of that said, Daryl, we are starting to think about what the Browns are going to do in free agency. T. Higgins' name came up. Um, and then yeah, Jim, he's following all the Browns on I social saw, media. <laughs> I saw that. And then we played a clip from our old colleague, James Rapine, Bengals Homer. He says there's no chance he's getting to free agency. So obviously the Browns are going to be in the market. I'm for, laughing that you called him Bengals Homer. Oh, I'm that, sorry. That, yeah. I'm sorry. So, oh, no, that's uh, that's you hit the bullseye. <laughs> he makes Dave Lapham look like Tone back that's in the day. That's very sad. Wow. That's sad. Sad save affair. So because of that, if it's not T. Higgins, I mean, yeah. how aggressive do you think they will be to try to get another big-time wide receiver? Well, look, Andrew Barry's an aggressive GM. If there's one thing we've learned about this guy as the top football executive over the last four off seasons, 
he does not take any time off. Um, so I, I think that they will be aggressive in not just at receiver, Anthony, but just you know fill in other needs uh, on this roster. Um, but they, I think that they need it. And look, he's been trying the last couple of years. I mean, every year in the third round, death taxes, and the Browns are going to draft a wide receiver. Um, you know, is that a good formula though to no, find not. to find I, the I, next stud well, wide receiver on a just, rookie contract? If you just keep drafting them and they're not working out, I don't know. Yeah, if that's and, really going to work. Well, and and I I think I got a little question about player development there too. Um, I think that that's a fair question to ask. You know, are you are, are you getting the development at that? Well, we it, talked about it, that last week, right? Within yep. that position group, I, I just you know. I think it's a fair question to ask, and that's something, obviously, and, and they're very bright over there. I'm sure that that's something as they're going through their offseason process, you know, that they're pulling apart and trying to figure out themselves. So I don't think I'm saying anything that's, you know, eye-opening uh, to them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's an aggressive GM. He spends money in the offseason. Uh, he doesn't hesitate to pull the trigger on making trades. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just, I I think that they've got to find a way to just take every excuse away from Deshaun Watson. Right. And it's hard to say that there's what, because look at what I, 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 I hate to, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I keep going back to those, those five weeks. And, and I know there's, there are two different types of players, but. Joe Flacco didn't need an, an, another prolific receiver in that, you know, quote-unquote prolific receiver in that career. He didn't need T. Higgins. He, he did just fine finding people. He was completing passes to eight, nine guys uh, per game. Uh, threw for over 1,600 yards. Third, one fewer touchdown in five games than Deshaun Watson had in 12. Like, so I understand, I, I understand the question, Anthony, and I'm not downplaying it because I do feel like it is a need. They got to address the wide receiver room again this offseason, but like I also feel like Andrew Barry, he's been doing that every offseason where he's, you know, churn, uh, trying to augment uh, that position group with more talent. And, um, you know, maybe the results haven't been what you or myself or, you know, fans uh, had hoped to be. But like, I, I just, I keep going back to those five weeks and it's like, well, ball distribution was pretty good with Joe Flacco. I think we need to find a way for where it's the same with Deshaun Watson. And, and he has the, uh, same uh, success rate at getting the football out and to that wide variety of players. Andrew Barry, uh, according to Zach Jackson, said that, no, it's not a foregone conclusion that you have to restructure Deshaun Watson. Should they do what they can to avoid restructuring Deshaun Watson? Well, this year, I think that they, they have to do it. And then going forward, it... it and this is why this year is so important, Ken, as far as Watson on the field, because there are financial team-building ramifications going down the road. Because when you restructure, what you're doing is you're taking his $46 million a year salary, converting that to signing bonus, and then stretching that signing bonus over the, the length of the contract, which includes voidable years. So if you even – they added voidable years last year. If they do it again this year – you're basically kicking the can down the road because if you get, let's say through this year, we're just having a discussion, okay? I'm not you know, rooting for failure or anything, but we're having a discussion here. If he doesn't perform this year, right? You're th- then you're three years into this thing with two more years to go, 
and you don't have anything to show for six draft picks and $230 million fully guaranteed, and you have to, in the back of your mind, think, uh, this ain't gonna, we, we can't extend him. Because the whole point is to extend his contract instead of having to put voidable years on the, uh, on the back end so you lower that cap figure, you want those to become actual years in the contract to do that. So if he doesn't perform this year, that sends up red flags that at some point, because when you get to year five of that contract, Ken, and you decide you don't want to extend him because it hasn't worked out, now all those voidable years that you've stretched a signing bonus, all those signing bonuses over, that becomes a uh, a balloon payment to the salary cap. And then you're you're similar to what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went through with Tom Brady this year, and it worked out for them because Baker Mayfield had a, a great season and won the division and got into the you know the playoffs there. But um, that salary cap bill at some point is going to come come due. They're fine this year, no need to worry about it. But it's a big year for him to show that he was worth that contract and he's going to be the franchise quarterback, so they can think more about extending his contract rather than just you know. Cutting it off after year five. Daryl, you're a wonderful man. We thank you very much for the time. All the very best to you and yours. We'll talk to you again next week. Have a great weekend, guys. Talk to you Monday. The Dangerous One. Daryl Ryder presented by Scheib and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. 940 this morning. Coming in hot, 940. Somebody said they wanted to ask me an uncomfortable question. On Twitter. Do these you just forget these things? He said he had an uncomfortable question. Somebody asked me about the Steelers and if my son was a oh, coach of the Steelers. One. Yeah. You gotta be a little more specific, Kenny. There's a lot of a lot of stuff happens during these well, breaks. Did you know what that was? This is the I second time. Uh, this is the second time. You didn't know what that was. Totally no, confused. And I spent I spent the whole segment looking up the guy we were talking yeah. about. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> See ya. Never mind. Would I go coach with my son with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yes. Right. Yes. You would? Yeah. I'd have to help him. Because you remember, it was years ago when Justin Lane, when he had the whole Cleveland Browns bathroom situation, uh-huh. but his son, did he get drafted by the Steelers? So Justin was the player. I don't remember the father's yeah. name. He got drafted third round by the Steelers from Michigan State, went to, went to Benedictine. Mm-hmm. Drafted by the Steelers in the third round, had to paint his Browns bathroom Steelers. <laughs> he had to go Steelers colors. His dad called colors. up, and yeah. he was great. And his whole family called up. Like the, his the uncle uncles. Was in. Yeah. We had like four straight lane callers oh. all getting into it with us, and it was, it was great. A segment we called "Stay in Your Lane." So we were wondering what that was going to be like oh, for individual fans. Like if your kid got <laughs> drafted, and so we asked Ken because Ken hates the Steelers. But if your kid ends up getting drafted, he said, "No, it would not be a fan." And I'm like, you're a liar. Well, this I is would, the biggest pandering from, no, lie I've no, ever heard I, in the I, history no, of the station. No, no, Well, again, you just try to paint me into a corner like you will at 845 when we talk about defensive coaches for whatever reason. You don't understand. If I were already a football coach and I had that expertise, I would help my son in his career. That's the case. But I know I'm no help to my son if my son becomes a football coach. So I'm not going to go and assist him at being a football coach with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's not how that would go. If my son were a player, I would hope my son does well. Every other game except for against the Cleveland Browns, I hope he doesn't hurt himself, but I hope he doesn't win. It's the same thing I said about Mitch Trubisky. 
So, it's the same thing I said about Mitch Trubisky. Stop accusing me of things that are not true. So if in 30 years the Axel Carmen show is on air here in Cleveland and for some reason his call screener finds a new job and they need somebody to come in, would you, Ken Carmen, what? go you in there out? and be the call screener for him? Yeah, why not? And get the staples thrown at you. I don't throw any staples at anybody. Oh, I don't throw any water bottles at anybody. The tasks. And the belittled. I don't belittle anybody. One by one tasks. I don't belittle How any. many producers Listen, have we had? You guys sit Too there. Too many. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm the one? You want to talk about the text messages that you've said in the past about these guys? Hey, I never quit Me. over those. You Me. accidentally sent them to Oh, and that was the best thing about it. Mitch, once you understand that everybody's just going to talk trash behind your back here, it's, you're going to be fine. I've just assumed it already. It's okay, happening. there you go. Now you're going to be worry. just fine. I'll send you the screenshot. Yeah, you guys get mad at me just because I'm willing to say it to his face. Ain't it, I, I don't, I don't want to. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I used to have to go get Coke for people, so I don't even want to hear it. It was a different time. It was a different time. It was would a different time in radio. For no, I would not. No, I would not. But if my son had to go to Pittsburgh and be a host, I'd say, son. To get crystal clear Pepsi. Let me help you. <laughs> exactly. I'd say, son, let me help you. And I'd say, all you need to do is talk about Kenny Pickett for four and a half hours a day, and you are going to be just fine. Trust me. Kenny Pickett. Well, that's what one successful radio show host in Pittsburgh that's, does, so I, I assume that that's what works over there. Well, and rip me off, but, you know, that's There's he's my son, so he'll probably do that anyway, right? And he's allowed to. 216-474-0092. Yeah, that, by the way, that story is at the emerging podcast scene. Find it, 923thefan.com, in the archives, where uh, I was um, I had to help some people out back in the day. It's perfect treadmill Way listening. Way back in the day. It is. You will... If you just started listening to the show, you will be shocked at 20-year-old Ken Carmen and what he had to do when he first started in the business. 216-474-0092. Yeah, but I'd help him, okay? Coming in hot, 940. It's going to be a hell of a time. Uh, all we need is a personal trainer with sources and Ted Strickland singing. David Pingalore, who used to be in Cleveland, apparently, Tone. I did not know this. 
Yeah. Uh, he is a reporter at KTLA. Says he's hearing from NBA peeps that at King James, this is what he tweets. All right, I don't use the word peeps, but here we go. Hearing from NBA peeps, King James is on the top of the Lakers list to trade the 39-year-old. Palenka is looking for the right team to dance with and is close to a suitor. LBJ and AD both out tonight. A lot of traffic going on on that social media post. A lot of traffic. Is this a conversation worth having yet? Is this a serious conversation yet? Um, because when I said I didn't man. want, I, I was like, hey, man, I, I like LeBron and his legacy. We're good. I'm fine with what he was. I don't need to go back and try to relive the magic. You thought I was nuts. A lot of people, you were surprised. A lot of people tended to agree with me. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Now, they didn't agree with you for the same reasons you had that thought. I think a lot of them were just going political. I don't think, for basketball reasons, they would have embraced it. But they couldn't look past, you know, the things that, the, the causes he champions. They couldn't look past any of that. You, the second day in a row, people bringing up politics. I'm leaving the politics. I know out you of are. It. Yes, okay, you are. For the love some of God. People, some people, actually, most but people now say, are incapable. But, but when you say that, then the people, well, he doesn't want him just because of his political. No, views. no, no I made it clear. I made it clear that's trying not to win. Be, trying to win basketball games here, but at the same time, it's like, man, he's 39 years old. There is a there is a diminishing return of value here, and I likened it to a movie yesterday. Which, by the way, you, you think about the reach we have. There was somebody who was listening. I got to say this correctly. I don't want to put them out there. Uh, there was somebody who was listening when I made the reference about Home Alone 1, 2, and 3 and how Home Alone 3 was not a good movie. Um, they are a family member of the star of Home Alone 3. So where? And I said, I did where not did they mean live? to. Uh, I'm sorry? Where do they live? I can't tell you. I don't. I, seriously, they're like, please don't use my name, but I'm. they are a family member of mine. And I went, I didn't mean to upset you. I'm sorry. Which they said they weren't upset, but I said. I will correct that on the air. Seven billion people in this world, and I happen to uh, insult the actor who was in uh, Home Alone 3, and their well, family member he, listened. Has he and their family come under fire before because other people have had no, similar comments? No, no, About no. what it's done to the franchise well, of Home Alone? But it's, I don't, he's just an actor. I don't think it's his fault. <laughs> no. He was just doing the lines. I didn't say yeah. that he was a bad actor as a child. Now, hear me, I'm walking it back here. I didn't say that he was a bad actor. I just said, I'm not watching Home Alone 3. And I'll use a different one. Godfather, Godfather 2. Glorious movies. LeBron is first time here. LeBron is second time here. Everybody rips on Godfather 3. If Godfather 3 just stood alone, Godfather 3 would be a probably a fine movie. What if Sofia Coppola was listening or her family was listening? Well, then I'm sorry. I, I, I apologize to Francis Ford Coppola, and I'm surprised he'd be listening to Cleveland Sports Talk Radio at 835 in the morning Shire on a Friday. Talia loves the show. He knows we drink the wine here. There's no way Talia Shire loves the show after what I've said about Adrian. There is not a chance. <laughs> We are told Larry David does listen from I think time he, to time. I think he definitely So don't listens. even start with that. That is that is possible and true. So anyway, I liken it to Godfather where if, if LeBron came here and there was no other thing and we never had him before, the Godfather 3 would have been a fine movie and LeBron would be here. But if I'm comparing it constantly to the wildness of the first time, the intoxicating moments of the second time it's not going to hold up guys it's not going to hold up. you're going to put an unfair standard on that guy because first off you're not getting lebron for nothing you don't you're think gonna have he's to give up used one of these that? good players 
He's used to it, but it doesn't matter. Can he physically rise to that occasion again? Oh, I think he. Man, the, the, I think he can. The the mind might be willing, but is the flesh? I don't know anymore. That's a lot to put on a guy. If you were to put him on this team and you said, "Hey, he has Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, Darius Carlin, and Jared Allen," yeah, it'd be a hell of a basketball team. But you got to give up some of those guys for that guy. And I don't know if you can. Yeah, I don't think last, you can. Uh, last Saturday, LeBron James had 36 points, 20 rebounds, 12 assists. So is this, I, I want to know from people, is this That's a serious insane. conversation? 216-474-0092. Is this a serious conversation? They're and, six days away from the trade so deadline. I don't, is it a serious conversation to bring back LeBron? Yeah, and I, I, I am fascinated because I saw what people were saying about Darius Garland last night. And yesterday, I did say, yeah, if you were going to trade for LeBron, the Lakers would want Darius Garland. So he would be part of a trade, 100%. And then I saw how people reacted to his second game back yesterday. There was some ridiculous hysteria surrounding that. And I'm like, man... People are starting to warm up to that idea. And I'm like, I didn't really think that was a, a real idea. I'm just throwing trade, you know, proposals out. Mm-hmm. 216-474-0092. Is it a serious conversation to you to bring LeBron James back? Or are you going, man, no. I'd rather sit there and talk about offensive line coaches then. I'll get to you guys. And 940 coming in hot. And Lima tried to zing me. It didn't work. But we might be seeing a new trend in the NFL. Ken Carmen, Anthony Lima, live on the fan. You are on the air. Good we news, are bad on news. The air. Yeah. What? What's the good news, bad news? Oh, about our off the air conversation. Okay, never mind. Uh, coming up at 940, coming in hot. Good news. We're going to do it. Bad news is, might not last that long. It's up to you guys, because I have a very terrible question to ask you guys if you do not want to play by the rules. The rules of the FCC rules. Is. Is this a serious conversation about bringing LeBron back again? Uh, immediately, people called in or texted me up and called me a bleephead and said, yes, it's it's a serious conversation. <laughs> well, it's weird, Kenny. I, uh, it's I weird because it's hard to imagine after LeBron uprooted his entire, it's not just his family, it's the entire brand got uprooted when he left to go to Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and his kids left his alma mater. They were on track, you know, to go to St. V's and now they're going to Sierra Canyon or, you know, wherever out there in Los Angeles. And the whole point then was, Hey, he's going to go to USC so he can watch his kid play. They can't just trade him. He has to, he has to agree to be traded. Like that's another thing, but I understand what you're saying. It's just guys, it's, it's over. It was fun while it lasted and it's over. Okay, you have memories, you have great memories, and he's going to be a part of our our culture until we all die. He will be a part of this culture, whether he's living or dead, by the time everybody listens to this dies, because he's an icon. So he will be immortalized in granite somewhere around downtown Cleveland, probably in multiple places in Northeast Ohio. His jersey will hang in the rafters. He will be talked about. If you like sports, he will be talked about forever. If you are a person who goes around the uh, goes around Northeast Ohio because he has a lot of different things that he does in terms of charity and in terms of, of community involvement, you're going to talk about him. He is going to be a part of our lives forever. That's all well and good. I don't need him to play basketball for the Cavs anymore. Well, can I can I go through because a quick it's not, and I'll what tell you what, with you? I'll, let me give him a little bit more credit. I know I said this yesterday in the morning. Let me give it credit again. I thought Nick was going to kill me for it yesterday afternoon. I can't believe he agreed with me. Because, again, I cannot stress it enough. Other than Dwayne Wade, one of how many teammates has he had in his career? One guy has ever played with LeBron. 
it is always, it's the Cleveland LeBrons, it's the Los Angeles LeBrons, it's the Miami LeBrons. You're always playing for LeBron. It's always a conversation of, well, he doesn't really want the power. Yes, he wants the power. And the worst part about it, he's the Anthony Lima of basketball players because he's as passive-aggressive as it gets, and it always turns into, I trust you'll make the right decision. And then he walks out, and then you think, what does that mean? It's the same thing Lima does, where he gets very passive-aggressive and does the old, you'll do the right thing. I don't know what the right thing is. Tell me, LeBron. Tell me, Anthony. And it's never, ever clear where he can say anything. And that will blow your mind as the season goes on. Obviously, it's a great memory. And I have good memories of this. They are nice memories. But you guys have to think about some of the bad memories and some of the struggle that you went through. So Nobody that's thinks of the bad stuff. So that well, that stuff seems to be all you're consumed with is the bad stuff. I'm not. This, so I have to bring it up because I have to warn you about what goes into you, bringing him back. You're do, and and every time a thousand out of a thousand, it's worth it with LeBron. Every team that's traded for him, every team that he's gone to has said it has it's been. worth it. This is the one thousand first time. And let me tell you something. Uh, the bars, the restaurants downtown. I think if they had a vote, okay, I think they would tell you. The, I 18th, think, the 18th city I, councilman, Anthony Lyman, has something they would, to say. Uh, I think I know where they would go with this. All right. but uh, Anthony Palencic joining us here on the show. You have illustrated the negatives. Have you allowed yourself to think about, in a what-if scenario, the positive? Yeah, they win the championship. And, That's the what-if. And But you just you just... You gave 30 negatives and then just glossed over, like, oh, or they win the championship. No, it's not, or but they win think- the championship. The, it's... It's four months of some of the best radio of our lives and some of the best memories of our fans and our listeners' lives. I think that's what's discounted here. I don't need you any just, of it. I got the Sean Watson you, and the Browns to you talk just, about. You just, in one fell swoop, <laughs> you, I like that. you in one fell swoop made it seem like, oh my God, the stress and the pressure and the drama, it's exhausting. That because I just had or, to describe my relationship with you. Or the 11 years of the amazing, which is what LeBron James gave us. The 11 years of incredible memories forged on the backs of that dude, who is the one guy who could handle it, the one guy that could and rise to the occasion. I don't know if he can handle While it anymore. so many Cleveland athletes have crumbled under the pressure, LeBron is the one guy that's been able to deliver in this town and I, something and that I'm so many others talked about did. delivering, and he actually could back it up. I'm glad he did, and I'm thankful that he did, but those were the bygone days. We, when you trade for a guy, you're trading for memories. I need to trade for his future. I'm going to give up everything for him for what? Okay, yeah, you would probably be more of a contender. I'm saying more of a contender. More. I'm not saying you would be more. Would, Anthony, when he was back here, ask, it was you or the Warriors, and that was it. Nobody else was taken ask, seriously. Ask the Boston Stop. Celtics. You're living in the past, Ask man. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Oh, God And ask heaven. Joe Mazzula in his second what, year in the, in the if bubble? they would be in terrified of a Donovan Mitchell Jared oh Allen, Evan Mobley, LeBron you don't, James. You don't get those guys. So right now, you'd be trading Darius Garland. You'd be trading Darius. That's it? You'd only it, trade Darius Garland Oh yeah, for yeah, LeBron I mean, James? I mean, maybe Karis LeVert. Maybe draft picks. Whatever. Did, did Karis LeVert whatever. and Darius Doesn't Paul matter. Rob Palinka, who's matter. a former agent, ask him about Darius time, Garland and Karis LeVert. Last time I saw the Celtics play the Cavs, I saw Jalen Brown backing down Max Struess and Darius Garland and going too small. Uh, they wouldn't be doing that to LeBron. To Max they would it not be. They would not Max be Struce. doing that. I can trust me when I tell you. 
I can definitively say they will not be saying too small and backing down LeBron James. They will be you know whating their living pants in the past. if they saw Le- No, I'm living LeBron nah. James last week nope. where he scored 36 points, had 20 rebounds, 12 assists. 12 assists. And he played 48 minutes, oh but you're telling God. me he's washed up? Does that sound like washed a washed up, up guy nah, to you? No, you said I said he was washed up. I did not say he was washed up. Never a once. Don't stop putting words in my mouth. I didn't say he was washed up. I said I question whether or not he could take him to the hilt. When we got him back in 2014, it was you or the Warriors, and that was it. We took, we really took nobody else seriously in the East. A lot of people have gone broke doubting LeBron James, and Ken's about to be the next one. I wouldn't bet against him. I wouldn't bet on him. Ed and Bay Village, hello. Hey, Paisos. Ed and Bay Village, congratulations on all your success. Hello, I'm sorry. I just Lima lives in Bay Village, and I need to question the success Apparently anymore. Apparently, I live now in the I'm past. Just angry. Yeah, you're living in the past. Yeah. I didn't even I didn't even know. Hey, first, Anthony, good luck this weekend, man. Best to your family. It's an important time and a special time. Having three kids of my own, uh, I can tell you how much fun it is over the years. Two, uh, this is a serious question, and I take issue with you, Ken, because there is absolutely no way Godfather 3 is a quality standalone movie. If it were, by, if, it, if you'd never saw Godfather One and Godfather Two, you'd think it's a fine movie. No, yes, you, you would. would. Not. Ed, turn it off it's just Ed. because Sophia Coppola is not that great of an actress. But they wouldn't have picked Sophia Coppola had it just been its own Ed, Godfather. Ch- uh, Ed, so, you're telling me, yeah. you're telling me that you didn't enjoy the Vatican and no, right. the billion dollar business dealings with Immobiliari. Ooh, ooh, ah. it was awesome. And ah, Joe so- Montana. <laughs> The one thing basketball-related I'd say about LeBron coming back that I would actually like, I think Donovan Mitchell's hardest, I think the skill that he tries and backfires on him a lot, but I understand it's necessary, is him driving to the basket. And I think oftentimes when he stops short and takes a a jumper from, like, the high elbow, then it looks okay. I think if you had LeBron, you would then open up the driving lanes for Mitchell. So – I don't think it would be that bad, and I, I certainly think the plus side would be you. I think you'd instantly have a um, be a contender because of what LeBron could do for other yeah, people. Yeah, but what about when you, and everybody's bringing up his son? So what are, what are we? Are we a competing team or are we a preschool again? I just we accused him of being not, a preschool. Now we got to raise his kid with him. We already have hey. Evan Mobley's brother on the team for no reason. I actually, I think, it'd be, I think it'd be fine. Damn I think the you. biggest issue that Ken bring up is there's, there's no way that LeBron would take a, a back seat to the other guys on this team, and that's the heart of the issue because, I, I, you know, then you get into, you know, culture stuff. And so. but, Ed, but I didn't I, listen to anything you said because that Lima really zinged me there. I didn't Screaming obscenities. <laughs> I didn't hear yeah. it. Yeah, listen, it's a, it was an excellent call. All right, Ed. Yeah, it was a good call. Thank you. <laughs> Can't call your own call. Congratulations on all your success. I think, I think Godfather Three. If it, you're right, Kenny, if it weren't called Godfather Three, standalone it, movie, it it's interesting. It would not have had her in the it. opera. The entire opera final act, I thought, was excellent. It's just you know the acting, some of the acting. 
Yeah. Pacino they, was way over the top. Because that's they where wanted, he was they in They want him era. to do it, and they go, okay, put your daughter in the movie. If, if you'll do the movie, that's fine, because we just want to make $100 million because it's the Godfather. And if it were just the first Godfather, it would have been better done. It would have been more well done. And it's already not that bad of a movie. It's not great. It's like if Home Alone's 1 and 2 never existed, Home Alone 3 with a precocious child who is putting people through the paces and basically killing them, torturing them in a lot of ways. I mean, this is a former, this is a future serial killer very coming dark, around here. Very dark movie. It's, basically, it's Buffalo Bill as a child. It's a prequel. And so you go to this. What was the, there is a theory, by the way, about Home Alone and the Good Son. I didn't know this. Yeah, like Macaulay Culkin goes, grows up to be the Good Son, and they think it's like the son, like he just leaves his family, he's, he's Hey, he's been away from his parents twice already. Might as well be away again. And so he's taken in and he becomes the good son. I know which rabbit hole I'm going down after yeah, the show. It's, it's dark. Oh, there's also a thing about Donnie being a serial killer in The Big Lebowski. You got to see it. It's a fantastic theory. Anyway, yeah, we don't need LeBron James back. What's X for Yeah, I can't use uh, I can't use Bronny as an t- argument either. All right, coming up. We'll get to some of you guys and coming in hot at 940. And you're not forced to do anything, but uh, you still better make sure you make this move. Ken Carmen, Anthony Lyman, take us with you to work on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 